Welcome to the Berkeley High Jacket Podcast. I'm Naomi Bierenbaum. And I'm Bennett Thompson. On today's episode, we will be discussing Congresswoman Barbara Lee. Berkeley High School student Rachel Alper had the opportunity to interview Congresswoman Lee over the summer. Barbara Lee has represented the Bay Area in Congress for over two decades, since 1998. Lee was born in Texas and attended high school in Los Angeles. She then attended Mills College and received a master's degree from UC Berkeley. As a student, she volunteered at the Black Panther Party's Oakland chapter and worked on co-founder Bobby Seale's campaign for mayor of Oakland. In 2001, she was the only member of Congress to vote against the authorization of use of force in Iraq after the September 11 attacks. She faced a lot of backlash for her vote and even received death threats, but she stuck by her decision. In a 2001 San Francisco Chronicle, she wrote that the resolution was, quote, a blank check to the president to attack anyone involved in the September 11 attacks, anywhere, in any country, without regard to our nation's long-term foreign policy, economic, and national security interests, and without time limit. In granting these overly broad powers, the Congress failed its responsibility to understand the dimensions of its declaration. I could not support such a grant of war-making authority to the president. She also spoke on the floor of Congress to explain her vote. The gentlewoman from California is uh, recognized for a minute and a half. Thank you, and I want to thank our ranking member and my friend for yielding. Mr. Speaker, members, I rise today really with a very heavy heart, one that is filled with sorrow for the families and the loved ones who were killed and injured this week. Only the most foolish and the most callous would not understand the grief that has really gripped our people and millions across the world. This unspeakable act on the United States has really forced me, however, to rely on my moral compass, my conscience, and my God for direction. September 11th changed the world. Our deepest fears now haunt us. Yet I am convinced that military action will not prevent further acts of international terrorism against the United States. This is a very complex and complicated matter. Now this resolution will pass, although we all know that the President can wage a war even without it. However difficult this vote may be, some of us must urge the use of restraint. Our country is in a state of mourning. Some of us must say, let's step back for a moment, let's just pause just for a minute and think through the implications of our actions today so that this does not spiral out of control. Now, I have agonized over this vote, but I came to grips with it today, and I came to grips with opposing this resolution during the very painful yet very beautiful memorial service. As a member of the clergy so eloquently said, as we act, let us not become the evil that we deplore. Thank you, and I yield the balance of my time. Rachel Alber spoke to Lee about her experience in high school, her political career, and that famous 2001 vote. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with the Berkeley High Jacket podcast. Um, Right now, high school students are facing issues such as gun violence in their schools and communities, climate change, and the cost of higher education. What were some of the issues that concerned you in high school? 
Boy, when I was in high school, a lot of the issues that are still with us today in different forms were with us then. I was concerned about racism and segregation, discrimination. You know, I couldn't be a cheerleader because I wasn't, uh, I didn't look right. You had to be, um, you had to present yourself between a selection committee and they only selected girls who uh, were white and with blue eye, you know, with blonde hair. <laughs> so I didn't look like that. Yeah. So I actually had to go to the NAACP to get them to get the school, and I had led the effort to change the school's uh, selection process for cheerleaders uh, to be where it was an election. And once we finally got the school to change, I tried out in front of the student body, and guess what? I won that election. That was my first election. So I was the first black cheerleader at San Fernando High School. And during that time, also, the first Japanese-American uh, girl was elected as a cheerleader. And so I broke that glass ceiling, but that just shows you how racism and discrimination was disenfranchising and shutting so many girls of color out of uh, being on the cheerleading team, which was something that I felt was totally wrong. Um, yeah, so what what inspired you, first of all, to make to fight for that change and to get involved in politics in general? Uh, what inspired me to fight for that change was that I felt it was wrong, that uh, every girl should have an opportunity to be a cheerleader, and it shouldn't be based on how they looked and their race. And I came from Texas, and so my parents and grandparents, everyone in El Paso was very involved in the civil rights movement. And so that was just the logical right thing for me to do. It's like you can't tolerate uh, racism and you can't tolerate being disenfranchised. You can't tolerate uh, hatred. And so that was not a big deal for me. It was like I had to do something about it. I got involved in politics when I was a student at Mills College. Uh, Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm, who was the first African-American woman elected to Congress, came to my campus and I was a black, again, black student union president and she talked about um, the fact that she was running for president. And so I helped her organize her Northern California campaign out of my class at Mills College. And we took 8 or 9% of the vote in Alameda County, and I registered to vote, went to Miami as a Shirley Chisholm delegate, and the rest is history. I then worked for Ron Dellums as an intern, and he was a great statesman. He was my predecessor, and I ended up being his chief of staff for 11 years in Washington, D.C., and in the district office. Um, and then um, I just wanted to ask, so it can it can be difficult to take a position that's different from everyone else. Um, and so you famously were the only one in Congress to vote against the 2001 war authorization. What was it like to be the only one um, to take that stand? Well, that was an important vote for me not to vote uh, for because that was an authorization to go to war which set the stage for perpetual wars. It was a 60-word resolution, and we still are seeing the ramifications of these unauthorized wars throughout the world. So I knew that was the right vote then, and I would say that if I had to, to do over it again, if it was the same authorization, I would vote that same way because now the country really sees why I voted against it, and that was because it gave any president the authority to go to war without the role and the responsibilities of members of Congress. So it was a very hard vote. Uh, I got many death threats. I got harassed. I had to have security. It was it was terrible. And 
I had to stand my ground, though, and sooner or later, uh, people started coming around, and now I'm trying to repeal it. And actually, a couple of years ago, I had Democrats and Republicans on record voting to repeal the authorization where I was the only one voting against it. So it takes a lot of work. You have to stay in the struggle. You have to persist. But, uh, yes, it gets very scary sometimes, but you can't let fear stop you. You have to do what's right and overcome whatever intimidation and hatred that's out there. Just generally, what has your experience been in Washington as a woman of color, and how has that changed throughout your time in Congress? When I came to Congress in 98, I was only the 20th African-American woman ever elected to Congress, and that was since the first Congress in 1789. So you can imagine what that was like. Yeah. And actually, when I worked for Ron Dellums in the 70s, there were only maybe two or three African-American women working in uh, on Capitol Hill as chief of staff. So it was a very uh, difficult uphill battle for me, not only as a staff person, a top staff person, but also as a member of Congress. So we just have to break glass ceilings and shatter glass ceilings wherever we find them, and Congress is no different than the rest of the society. So now we have in the Black Caucus, I think it's 25 members who are black, and we have some phenomenal women of color, and we have women, and we have a really um, a strong support system. And even though we still haven't achieved parity, and haven't broken all of the glass ceilings because we still have a lot of, of uh, sexism in, in the House of Representatives, and we still have battles to fight, but uh, we're fighting them each and every day. So we're fighting to dismantle racism and sexism on the outside, but we also have to dismantle those isms on the inside because Congress is a microcosm of the society. Last October... Lee spoke at a rally with Bernie Sanders in the Berkeley High Community Theater.